Welcome to Boss of My Money podcast, your number one choice for bite-sized lessons on how to take care of your coins and achieve financial success. I am your host, Esther Bangura, the founder, financial educator, financial coach, and budgeting expert at Boss of My Money. So whether it's improving your money habits, developing a wealthy mindset, becoming debt-free, saving money, or learning how to invest, girl, say no more because you are in the right place. And if you want to get started with paying yourself first and learning how to manage your finance like the boss that you are, why not get your hands on one of my amazing freebies? A free financial wellness checklist at bossofmymoney.com. Now, it's time to put the kettle on, make yourself a cup of tea and join me in today's episode. Be sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes. Hi there. Welcome to episode number 49. I'm so excited to be doing this episode today because I have a lovely guest that I am interviewing on today's podcast episode. Her name is Kimora Ward and she is from the lovely Montserrat country. And um, I'll get Kimora to introduce herself shortly. Um, But we're going to be having a really interesting conversation today. And one that I'm sure as an avid Boss of My Money podcast listener, you won't be surprised that I'm talking about this because I do mention elements of this topic, you know, in different episodes in the podcast. And so today we're going to be talking about mental health and how we manage our finances. As you know that um, on October 10th, um, we celebrated um, Mental Health Day or World Mental Health Day. And it's a worldwide celebration. And I only noticed that this was even a thing since last year. I never knew if it was a a thing before. I don't know how long it's been around, but it's something that I'm definitely celebrating more and I have more awareness about it. So I love the fact that, you know, we're talking more about mental health. And I know from my own experience that mental health matters, especially when it comes to finances. So before I get Kimora to um, introduce herself, I just wanted to really give some context on what we're talking about here, because mental health is such it's such a wide topic and there's so many elements of it. Um, So you're probably thinking, like, what is mental health? Like, what does that mean and what does that have to do with money? So if I was to define mental health, then I would definitely say that it's about our emotions. It's about our psyche. It's also about our social well-being. It's about how we feel, how we act, how we think, and how that impacts our behavior and vice versa, you know, how we, how we relate to other people and the decisions that we make. And I believe that our mental health does have a link with our behavior and money, right? So depending on how your mental health is, that will determine how you spend the decisions that you make, but also depending on what your financial situation is like, that's also going to impact your mental health, right? So I know there was a time where, because I I was short of money, it made me stress. It made me become anxious and worry, right? And that made me lose sleep, you know, and it affected me in, in other areas. And I know that when I'm stressed, I tend to make poor money choices, right? So this is where the conversation that Kimora and I is going to kind of stem from is about the link of our mental health well-being and how we manage our finances. 
And so without further ado, I'm going to allow Kimora to introduce herself, tell us what you do. Um, yeah, tell us what you do and anything else that you want our listeners to know about you. Yes, Esther, thank you so much for having me as a guest on your podcast. My name is Kimora Ward. I am from the island, the Caribbean island of Montserrat. Montserrat, if you don't know, is a volcanic island, just about 15 minutes airplane ride from Antigua. And also it's close to St. Kitts and Nevis. So that's just a bit of geography for you, you listening audience. My name, as Esther would have said, is Kimura Ward. I am 35 years of age. I am an auditor by profession. I am an avid reader and I love music. I also love listening to personal development podcasts, interviews, and also I love anything having to do with personal development, reading books, personal finances, all that good stuff. So that's just a bit about myself. I also would have published, self-published um, a book, a book of poetry last year. And Later down in the podcast, maybe we touch on that a bit more. It's called Inner Reflections, Thoughts That Came From Within. Amazing, amazing. And, you know, I have your um, book of poetry and I absolutely love it. I actually have it as part of like my morning devotion. So like, let's say once a week, I just open a page and I just read it. So I'm so grateful that you were able to kind of, you know, share that with, with the world. Um, you're an amazing writer. And I'll mm -hmm. definitely have the link in the description where you can get um, Kimora's um, book of poetry because it really is lovely. And as Christmas is coming up as well, it's a great gift idea, um, you know, for that you can send to, to someone. You guys are probably wondering how, you know, Kimora and I met. So Kimora and I actually met through the Clever Girl Finance platform. Um, and um, she, she's a, a member there. And I think Bora and I were doing a live on Instagram or we were doing yeah. an event together. And um, Kimora then contacted me for a one-to-one -one budgeting masterclass. And we hit it there on. And, you know, you mentioned that you are into personal development. And I think we really kicked it off there because we have similar goals and our personalities are quite similar you know, and I've learned so much from you and you also inspire me, um, you know, the way that you're striving for your goals and just that you're always, you know, working on yourself and you're always developing yourself. And that's what it's about. You know, this financial journey is about having that self-awareness. And, you know, rather than just focusing on money, you have to focus on you, yourself, your personality, understand your triggers and all of that. So that's how Kimora and I um, have got to know each other. Kimora is also one of the members in the accountability um, program as well. And she's also an avid Boss of My Money podcast listener. And this is how I know, because right before we started um, recording the podcast, I was like, is this episode 48, 49? I can't remember. And Kimora was like, it's 49 because your last episode that I listened to was 48. So guys, if, if you can't tell me what my last episode was, then you are not an avid podcast listener like Kimora is. So <laughs> I want to thank you for being here today. And we have a lot to, you know, talk about. 
And I'd love for you to kind of share with our listeners, you know, where did your financial journey begin and what made you want to pursue financial freedom? Okay, so my financial journey began in the year 2019. I can remember quite vividly. It was about February 2019 when I just said to myself, listen, you have to take stock of your life. You have to assess yourself. You have to Basically, I'm an auditor. So I was like, you have to audit your life. You have to look at yourself. You have to go within. You have to make some changes. And I just decided to buy a few personal development books. And that's when I started to soak in certain workable practices that I can use to better myself. And then came along Bowler's book. I think Bowler's book was released um that same year and if I'm not mistaken it was around I think it was on my birthday that her book was released <laughs> so oh that like, is lovely oh. yeah I was like wow um that's amazing so if Bola's book was released in June on June 25th 2019 yes that's that should be correct but I had to get it I started to look into my finances I started to make adjustments and then you know with anything you know you have your ups and downs and that's where you came in Esther where I contacted you after watching one of the lives on Instagram and I was like my spirit just clicked with yours and I was like I need to get in contact with this young lady because like like Jamaicans would say and we say here too in Montserrat my spirit tech you my spirit just tech you (laughs) so I I love that I love that yeah I contacted you and you you were so polite you were nice enough to message back and then we formulated we we got into organizing a one-to-one session and that's where it basically started from me looking more closely and taking my finances more seriously you know because before it was just about saving oh I'm just gonna save some of my money some of my salary it's just about saving you know I wasn't really serious about it and guys you know when when Kimura contacted me there was hesitation and one of the things I I love about her is that despite the uncertainty, you know, how is this going to work? Is this really going to help me? What's this going to be like? This girl's all the way from London. Um, She still took the risk and she still trusted herself enough to be able to go on the journey. And it's been such an amazing journey that we've both been on. So um, would you be able to share some of your financial goals that you've been working on and, um, what this experience has been like for you? You know, what mistakes have you made? What lessons have you learned? And how has this experience impacted your life? I have made so many money mistakes, you know, and I actually was listening to something that Bola, I think it's in the book. And I really picked up on the fact that we need to give ourselves more grace for our mistakes and things that we would have done in the past as it relates to our finances. And from my start that I read that, I I took a different approach 
And I just began to make some goals for myself. I started to say, you know what? I am going to close this loan. I'm going to double up on my payments. I'm going to try to um, increase my credit score or not use my credit card as much. And those were the kind of goals that I had in mind, you know, and I just went for it. I just set out plans and I aimed to reach them, you know, and I think that with anything, even though you have ups and downs, you can actually ground yourself, you know, and get back into the playing field and say, you know, this has happened, that has happened, I have made mistakes and that kind of thing. And I just want to touch on the topic, the mental health issue, just before you Mm do. I'm taking the go back on. Well, because I am, I have a medical condition. I am bipolar and that's manic depression or bipolar, commonly known as manic depression, commonly known as bipolar disorder. And when I get into certain episodes, which we term manic episodes, I tend to spend more than normal. So quote unquote normal, you know, because what's normal, but when I spend, I overspend, I, money is not an issue for me when I'm in those episodes. And because of this, I was like, no, girl, you need to check yourself when it comes to that. So in order to prevent me over exceeding my budgets and, and overspending and that, that sort of thing, I started to be more conscious about my choices And I started to be more aware about the sort of activities that I became involved in and that kind of thing so that I can ward off the episodes, you know, and not be susceptible or succumb to them as easily. And I have such a great job because once you have certain practices in place, once you have certain routines in place, it is so easier it's much much easier to maintain a balance your sleep once you get your sleep routine in certain things like journaling and you know just just reading reading edifying things listening to positive powerful motivational stuff that was was some of the things those were some of the things that kept me in alignment you know and kept me you know so yeah I absolutely love that and thank you for sharing that you know with um with our listeners and I think that you definitely have good routines and you have good practices that you've adopted in order to help you to manage your um, mental health as well as to ensure that you stay on track with your financial goals um which is really really important because I know how much financial freedom means to you it's it's a very important goal of yours and it's something that you're inspiring to in the you know already on your journey you've been able to pay off debt you've been able to save you know things that you thought you couldn't do um you have been able to do so you definitely have the power within um you definitely have the capability and like you said it's the daily management of it it's not just sort of doing it once but it's every day you know, making those decisions, setting boundaries, understanding what your triggers are. And, you know, you might have bad days, but hey, you're focused on your goal. You know what your destination is. 
and you can get up again the next day and have a new day and make, you know, a better decision than you did yesterday. So um, thank you so much for, for sharing that, that with us. So, you know, can you share with us more about what your experience has been like your personal experience has been with mental health and well-being. What has that been like for you? You mentioned about um, the bipolar and having episodes. What does that look like, um, like a day in the life of Kimora, if you like? Okay, well, for me, because I have I have become so versed in maintaining a healthy balance with this condition, you know, I want to take myself and put myself in in a position to just relate a, a story to you guys because it's not every day is a sunny day you know sometimes you're gonna have rain you know and I've had this condition since I was 17 years of age so that's a long time I'm now 35 years and it's been a struggle. It's been ups, it's been downs, it's been learning to cope, it's been learning what my triggers are, it's been learning how to manage my stress. Stress is the, it's it's like a killer, you know, with any disease, it's just the, the thing that will, you know, throw you off the brink. So I had to become more aware of myself and I had to trust myself and trust myself with my choices. And I had to become the type of person who did research on the same condition, bipolar disorder. I had to research, like like I just mentioned, getting into personal development was like my rafter. It was like my lifesaver. It helped me to put myself in a position where anything that posed as a challenge, I was able to face it. So a day in my life is pretty much normal because I've reached the point where I said, heck no, I'm not going to let this condition take charge of me, you know? So there are times, like I mentioned, where I would get into episodes and trust me, that is <laughs> that is not something easy to deal with, you know, because then I'll get, most of my episodes are manic where I'll get so excited. I want to stay up. I don't want to sleep. I do not want to rest and all of that, you know? And then, you know, another thing is I can get depressed. So after I am in a manic episode, I'll be going into a state of depression where I'm like, wow, did I do that? Did I do mm. this? And, you know, that sort of thing. So it's just a seesaw, seesaw between depression and, and, and mania, you know, and that's why it's called manic depression because you can mm. go both ways, you know, just to, and that's why it's also called bipolar because it's two polarities. You either are yeah. happy or you're either sad, you know, mm. and it's, it's unique. It's a unique condition to have, but because I um I take medication for it, that helps me, and I'm, I'm very transparent with it. So when I speak to people, I tend to alert them, and I I said to them, well, you know, this is what it is. I I I have this condition, you know, and. Either you accept me as I am or you just have nothing to do with me if that's your wish. But at the end of the day, 
your choice. But I live a pretty normal life, um, Esther. I do. I really do. So I don't really worry about, oh, I have bipolar, although it can be a bit um, discouraging when the the people here on the island, they kind of, some of them, they stigmatize. Because it's not like in the US and England where it's prevalent, it's more prevalent. It's more like, wow, that's, why is she reacting that way? Why is she doing that? Why is she behaving this way? You know, and um, it's, it's, it's kind of difficult sometimes. But I push through, and I think because of my spiritual nature and my tenacity and my support system, it helps to live on the island. And I must say that not only do you live like, you know, an everyday normal life, but you, you're also living a thriving life as well. And that's really yeah. important that Kimora is thriving in her life in the areas that are important to her. Um, and I love that you mentioned, uh, you know, some of the things that your support system, you have a support system and that, um, you know, you have certain practices, you know, yeah. that you use in order to help you. And that's the thing with anything, you know, it's in life. There's no life without challenges. As long as you're born in this world, there's no life without challenges. And that's going to look different for different people and it's about how we overcome and how we despite the challenges you know that we're thriving in the areas that are important to us and for me um just to share my experience and I'm sure I've mentioned this in other podcast episode but I noticed that every year in January the whole of January I will be so stressed so depressed like it will be my lowest month in the year and for years it was that way and I never understood what it was about and it wasn't until I got married and I realized I was doing some like personal development and then I realized this pattern and I remember sharing you know with my husband I said I I've noticed that every January I get so depressed I get so stressed I just want to be alone I just want to be by myself I get so moody I lose all hope I'm angry about myself with the goals that I had that I didn't complete and, you know, like uncertain about what the next year is going to bring. And my first place of healing was even just acknowledging it. The amount of weight that came off just saying, this is what I know to be true in my life. And even without trying to figure out why or what, or just acknowledging this is my truth. Right. And so that's so important for us to do in any area of our mental health and well-being is first acknowledging what is going on. Like, do you feel stress? Do you have, you know, levels of anxiety, you know, levels of panic or, you know, where you're you're talking negatively to yourself about yourself, about your situation and that leading you to, you know, to spiral even more. Yeah. And so me just acknowledging it and acknowledging isn't going on Facebook and doing a post or Instagram and doing a post. I just yeah. took the first step to let my husband know because he was my first trusted person, right? And he has to live with me. So he needs to know what's what's going on with Esther. Because I'm sure the first few years he's thinking, why is she always moody in January? So yeah. what we did 
And for years, I didn't understand what that was about. And so what we did from there on is that I noticed that I like hot weather. (laughs) So then we would go away like in end of December, January. And that is what's helped me over the years. So for like three, four years, we'll go away on holiday. And that helped me so much. And I realized that I just don't like being in England in the in January. I just don't like it. The weather is gloomy. And you know, I was in Sierra Leone in a hot country. I was born in August. It's a hot month. And so there was just something about the beginning of the year, it being so cold and there's all this pressure to have goals. And for me, it was just something as simple as just go on holiday, go somewhere hot where you don't have to think about anything, where someone else is snagging you food and taking care of you. And so sometimes, you know, when we experience um, different challenges in our mental health, it could be as simple as just reworking something, changing something, your Mm -hmm. environment, you know, the people that you're around, what you're exposed to that can help you. And even now, I, I don't set my annual goals until the end of January. So I use Jackie as I switch off on social media. You know, my church does like a 21 days fast and I just focus on that. And I just use it as a time to just hear from God, really ask myself deep questions. Like I don't get into goal setting, like 1st of January, right? These are my goals. I just write it out because I know that it's not a good time for me. So if I do set goals, I'm not going to set them you know, being in that right frame of mind or with the best of intentions. And I realized for years that I would always set myself up to fail because January was a stressful month for me. So me trying to create my vision for the year, like, Mm -hmm. of course, it wasn't going to work out because the goals that I was setting most of the time were other people's goals. They weren't goals that mattered to me. So that's kind of been my experience in terms of you know, experiencing just high levels and to the point where I would get so depressed, I would cry constantly. Um, Mm -hmm. It was just a really bad place. But I am happy to say that me going on holiday and being aware and Mm -hmm. just removing any extra pressure on myself during that month has really helped me to manage that part of of my mental health. Right. Yeah, that's excellent. So um, I'd love to know for you, you know, How has mental health impacted your financial decision-making and how you manage your finances? And I know you mentioned a few things, but if you can sort of um, tell us more about that. Yeah, so basically because I took stock of my life, right, Mm. and I realized, well, I do have this condition, I do have this challenge, and when I get a certain way, this is what I do, and that sort of thing, I basically just placed a lot of emphasis on being well, and just placed a lot of emphasis on my routines, my morning routine, my nightly routine, making sure that I keep off my phone at a certain time. I come off my phone at a certain time and then I wake up at a certain time to journal, to pray, to invite God into my day and that kind of thing. And then what after I started to get into a certain routine, I started to, like I said, assess and make certain decisions concerning my finances. And I took a look at them and I said, this is what I'm going to do. 
I, I, I don't want to be in depth in, I don't want to be in debt. I want to live a debt-free life. I want to ditch debt. So I made a plan. I'm going to close this, this loan. I'm going to double up, like I said, on my loan payments, which I didn't even realize I can do. And because I was in a bind financially where I was more or less reaching rock's bottom monthly and after i had that one one-on-one session with you it's like that's all i needed to do i needed to make the commitment and make the sacrifice and as soon as i did that it's like it was a miracle my finances just improved considerably and that kind of thing but like i said saving and investing those sort of things are things that are peak that peak my interest. Right now, I'm trying to get into investing because I want to build wealth. I want to become someone who doesn't have to look to anyone. And it, that was never the case for me. But I am a self-sufficient person. I'm an independent woman, you know, and rather than me having to give to someone, I prefer it be me giving. I love to give. And because I want to put myself in a position where I can give to someone that needs the the money or whatever, I would set up myself in such a way, well, I am sufficient with, I have sufficient money and I can share with that person. I can give to that person, you know? And in terms of managing my finances, I just made sure that I did not buy that what I didn't need in terms of when I went to shop for groceries. Well, I started a tip that you had given me and I, I knew this from my mom, but I never took it on. She would mm-hmm. say to me, she buys perishables weekly and she yeah. does her shopping weekly but I never saw it that way I was like oh I'm just gonna make one huge shopping at the end of the month and you you experience so much wastage in in that process so yeah. for me I adapted that that procedure where I go to the shops weekly and I buy what I need for the week you know mm-hmm. and yes certain things you will buy in bulk and you will see the the bargains and stuff like that but there were there were times where I would say there was a time where I changed completely and I said you know what I'm going to just buy my stuff at the end of the week so just tweaking my practices just helped mm-hmm. me maintain a, a better manage over my money and to be a good manager money is the Lord is so pleased with you when you do this because he gives you resources and he wants you to handle them with care you know and money is like one of the big biggest things now you know it's a big thing you can't do anything without money in this day and age or a card or whatever it may be so you have to manage your finances well and those were little things that I did and by being well-rounded and being involved in certain groups and getting advice from persons like yourself and listening to interviews and that kind of thing, you know, helped me considerably with my decision-making, reading newsletters, listening to your podcast and listening to Bola on YouTube, those things considerably, you know? So yeah, that's, that's basically how I, my mental health, 
I looked at my mental health and like I said, the personal development is what I want to always hone in on because Mm -hmm. that is very important, you know. That is what helps me to make good financial decisions and help me to manage my finances. Because once I have that aspect in order, well, everything Mm -hmm. That flows. The self-care, once I take care of myself, once a weekend comes, I just say, you know what? It's Saturday. I've had a long week. This day belongs to me. I'm going to the beach. I'm going to journal. I'm going to stay all day at the beach. I'm going to have a, a day where I go out and I just free up. I go out with my friends and I have my knees. I go on walks and, you know, I exercise. Exercise is another important thing, you know, to get those, those endorphins, serotonin, dopamine, all those good things going in your body to your brain helps so much. So these little things are what helped me in these little things assisted me in maintaining a healthy financial balance or financial life, you know? So, mm. Guys, you don't need me anymore. Like, I can just go. Kimura's giving you everything you need on what you need to do to manage your finances and, you know, your mental health and, and well-being. And you are so right because when it comes to money, it's so easy to focus on money, right? You know, and the saying is kind of true. You have to have money to make money, but not entirely, right? So if you're trying to improve your finances, yes, budget, say, do all those things, but something as just paying attention to your personal development, your well-being, your mental health. If If you make adjustments in some of those areas, you will find that budgeting, saving, paying off your debts, investing, those things become easier, right? So I always say to people, don't start with that first, right? You know, start with you, your goals, your values, where you're at, you know, understand, you know, where you were and and how you got to where you are now um, before you even jump into all things finance related. And you shared some great, you know, tips about emphasizing on your wellness, having routines, boundaries, um, yes. and you had clear goals that, okay, I'm going to pay off this debt and I want, I'm going to save, I'm going to invest. You yes. were also budgeting consistently and, yes. you know, there were some months that budgeting weren't perfect, but that didn't stop you. You just right. readjusted, gave yes. yourself grace, readjusted the following month. Okay. You know, I did that 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 month, and that was the reason why I had a pretty tough month. And it's okay; we have a tough month now. Let's have a great month this month. Yeah. Yeah. You also mentioned about, um, you know, and I know you love the beach, and I'm so jealous because you can just go to the beach whenever you want. <laughs> I was there yesterday. <laughs> Look at that! Look, she's she's rubbing it in now. She's like rubbing it in. Um, but you you. You go for walks, you enjoy the beach, you journal, you know when, you know what to give yourself, you know what you need in order to show up as your best. And that's so important for all of us. You have to know what is it that you need to be your best. I was actually saying to my husband, I said, um, the season that I'm in, in order for Esther to be her best, I have to really manage my time. Like I have to be so good with my time management 
and I have to be focused. And I know that those are the two things that if I want to show up in my finance, if I want to show up and be, you know, a good wife or be a good daughter or be a good friend or be a good colleague, I need Mm -hmm. to manage my time so well. And I also need to just stay focused on one thing because there's so many things pulling my attention. It's easy to just say yes to everything. And it's easy to get carried away with multitasking and multitasking doesn't work. You end up making mistakes. You end up doing the same work twice. And so really learning to just be like, okay, I'm working on this one task and that's all that's getting my attention for the next 30 minutes. And then I'm going to move on. And so we all have to know what what is it that you need? Who do you need to become? What thought patterns do you need to have? Who do you need to have around you in this season for you to be your best self and for you to be able to, you know, achieve your goals? It's so important that we ask ourselves that question and we answer it. And I really want anyone listening to this podcast, I want you to literally get a pen and paper and write down what do I need, you know, to be who I need to be or to show up how I need to show up because it's so important. So you've given us so many you know, great tips there that our listeners will absolutely be able to implement. And you can just start with one, just start with with doing one thing. Amazing. So, um, and you mentioned as well, you know, boundaries, right? You mentioned setting boundaries. How do you set boundaries with yourself, friends and family to ensure your health and well-being? Well, I'm a person who schedules a lot. So, if you're my friend, you have to be like telling me, well, Kimora, can we meet such and such a time? I mean, I'm not rigid. I can be flexible at times, but I'm more so a very organized person. I'm just organized by nature. So I'll definitely need you to give me a heads up. Do you want to meet? Are we meeting this weekend? When are we going to meet so that I can schedule my time? Like you said, time management is so important. So I take my time very seriously, you know, and in terms of hanging out, I have to make sure I get enough rest. Rest is very critical for my well-being, you know, seven hours of sleep um, per night. You know, I can't skip skip a, a beat with that because that's when I will spiral out of control. You know, that's one of my downfalls. When I don't sleep, then I start to slip in to some one of my episodes, you know. And because I have realized this over the years, I I. I don't joke with my sleep. So that's when I can't really say, okay, I um, tell my friend, let's go out. Then I'll know I'll have to be in by a certain time, you know, and she'll have to be understanding of that. You know, I'll have to leave at a certain time. But that's one of the boundaries I have maintained so that I do not succumb to an episode, you know, and then another boundary is that I have boundaries with myself, you know, I said to myself, Kimora, no more phone after about eight, eight or so, and make sure you wind down in the night, you know, just have a shower, read a bit, listen to a bit of soothing music, go in your bed, meditate, pray, you know, these are things 
boundaries with myself has helped me considerably, you know. So it's it's just for everyone to understand where I stand as a person, you know, and just kind of conform a bit, <laughs> for want of a better word, just adjust, adjust to the situation, adjust to, adjust to have it Kimura in your life because I need certain things and I respect just have a little respect for my time have a little respect I have your time so have a little respect for my time and because I've done this people are more or less understanding and they care so much the the real McCoys in my support system they care so much about my well-being some of them will be saying um but you shouldn't be asleep by now. And you see the time, why are you up? And, you know, they sometimes I get annoyed. <laughs> but, but I'm like, these people, they really care about me. So they're looking out for my well-being, you know. So yeah. I am so glad that I have persons like my mom. A few of my friends are, are so considerate of my time. You know, I mean, it's so... Like you said, I do live a fulfilling life and I'm really glad. And just, it's a blessing. It's a blessing. Mm. One of the things that I consider a blessing just by being here, having this conversation with you on a podcast, who would have known that I would have had this experience, you know? And I'm so thankful to God that although mm. I've had many challenges in my life, you know, he He puts people in my life to guide me to the light, guide mm. me to great experiences, to have great experiences. And that's what I'm most thankful for, you know, and because of the type of person I am, I, I say, you know, Lord, just give me a discerning spirit, help me to be at peace with myself. There are certain things that I pray for. And, you know, I think I'm going off a bit on a different tangent, but, you know, it's just important to be thankful, thankful yes. and, and, and give thanks for what God has really been doing in your life. And I don't take it as no joke, you know, mm. I don't take it as no joke. So not because I have this illness or this challenge, you know, I'm so thankful, Esther, I really Aww. am. I can and guys, because Kamara and I, we uh we can see each other as we're doing this podcast episode, and I can see her face light up. So she really is thankful, like she absolutely, you know, means it. And you mm. you made some really good points about you know boundaries with self and others. Um, and just to summarize that, you know, what stood out for me with what you said is that you ask for what you need, you ask yeah. for what you need from other people. And you also ask for what you need from yourself. And that's so important. Um, and just being honest and open and letting people know. And I, I feel like in our personal finance, we need to do more of that. We need to tell people what our boundaries are. What do we allow and what don't we allow? We need to echo our values. We need to let them know what is okay and what isn't okay. You know, and you can't be afraid of, hurting people's feelings or losing relationships, yeah. you know, when you don't feel good in how someone's behaving towards you and you're developing this resentment inside and still being in a relationship with that person. And most of the time people don't know that they're just being themselves. They don't know. But if we tell them that, Hey, look, yeah. I, every time we go out, 
why am I the one always paying for you and I to eat? You know, actually, I have things I want to do with my money. So as your friend, I need you to know that I'm trying to build my emergency fund and you need to be paying for our food or pay for yourself. And just little things like that, you know, it can impact our mental health and it impacts our finance and also relationships. So really being honest and open with the people around you, even when it comes to children, Tell them that we've yeah. got all this money to be spending buying toys every day, toys that you don't use. I could put that in your savings account or I could put that aside for you. So when you graduate from university, you have yeah. money you can buy a house with. And so I urge everybody, you know, as we are wrapping up this year and starting a new year, I would really love for you to take that level of openness, asking for what you need. Mm-hmm. telling people what your boundaries are and laying consequences for those boundaries. I yeah, think for me, honest. yeah, be honest, just be honest, you know, and sometimes when people, cause that's another thing people find challenging is, okay, I've set my boundaries, but this person keeps crossing the boundaries. Like, yeah. what do I do? Then you have to go back and echo, let them know just to remind you, these are my boundaries and let them know the consequence. Like, what is the consequence of that friend you've already told her? First of all, it's your fault because you're the one that keeps paying for, <laughs> for the both of you. But then yeah. one of the consequences could be the next time we go out, I'm just going to pay for myself. Right. And you actually follow that through. The next time yeah. you go out, you only pay for yourself and you walk out and then yeah. you see what happens. And so... Thank you so much for just sharing that, because I think it's an area that a lot of people struggle with, especially us as women, because mm-hmm. we don't want to hurt other people's feelings, we're people yeah. pleasers and all of that. Yes, um, <laughs> that's it. I was having that discussion with my dear friend yesterday at the beach and I told her, listen, I have gotten out of that rut where I am a people pleaser. And she was like, I didn't realize that was people pleasing. I said, well, yeah, I think that's what it is. And she said, wow, it's, it's, it's so it's so good that I would have mentioned it in that light, you know, mm. because it just gave her a different perspective. And I was so mm. glad. It's so good that you would you would say that. And we as women, we do it. She was doing it for 20 years, she said. Over 20 years, she's been doing it. I'm like, yeah, we do that a lot. We just don't want to hurt others' feelings, you know? Yeah. And that is what I consider people's being a people pleaser. Because if yeah. I'm doing to Esther, oh, um, Esther might not like this. I'm not going to tell Esther that because suppose she thinks this and suppose she thinks mm. that. And you are not thinking about your own feeling in the long run, you know, or in even in the short run. And then you suffer while Esther is just being her happy-go-lucky self, you know. And, you know, it's it's not a two, it's a two-way street. It's not a one-way street. So we need it to is. eradicate this people-pleasing thing, you know. So sorry yeah, to cut so you. No, 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 not at all. Not at all. You definitely just added, you know, more value to that. So thank you. And you mentioned about organization as well, that you have a schedule and people have to respect that, that they can't just, you know, show up because you have plans. And that's another area where um, we don't know how to say no. 
And that impacts, you know, how much time we're able to spend on our finance. Because if you're busy doing other things for other people, when do you have time to budget? When do you have time to review your goals? When do you have time to work on your own finances? Because you're busy, you know, saying yes to everything. So, yeah. And I think these are, these are the, what Kimura is telling us, these are financial principles. These are practices that work all of the time. It's not just in her situation. If you were to also apply them in your situation, even if it looks different, you know, it's going to help you. It's going to help you to manage your finances better. It's going to help you to reduce the amount of stress, you know, that you have around mental health and, and well-being. So thank you. You're so you met you mentioned support. Um, so I'd love for you to share about um you know, what support was provided to you, um, but also tell us what tools that you've used to help you on your financial journey. I think you mentioned, you know, like courses and obviously coaching and some books that you've read. Could you tell us more about that? Well, like I mentioned, when I was looking for support, you know, I wasn't really looking for support at the time because I was just 17. I'm more or less support was actually forced upon me, you know, in terms of health care, you know, at first they, they, they probably, I would say misdiagnosed me. So here on Montserrat, they are not really, I don't want to bash anyone or anything, but it's just the reality. They're not really versed with mental health issues and illnesses. So I think what they did, they just said, oh, she's suffering from depression. Let's just give her a red and blue pill and that sort of thing. And I was really resistant to the medication at first. And, you know, although this was the case, I was probably that proper properly diagnosed in the UK. It so happened that I was in the UK and I was diagnosed with the bipolar. So at first I was resistant to the medication, but in terms of getting support, I readily got support from my family members, from the healthcare system in the UK, and then later in Montserrat, because then the persons here actually understood, they began to understand my case in terms of what I need in terms of medication, you know, so the medication part of it was covered, you know, and then in terms of the tools that I used to help me on my financial journey, well, like I mentioned, Clever Girl Finance and that's the book by Bola Shakumbi. Everyone should know her by now if you listen to this podcast. <laughs> exactly, and, guys. That's where my financial journey started. Bola is like our superhero. She's like yeah. our superwoman because she's helped both Kimora and I. And she has three books. She has a yeah. book on um, save money, um, and ditch debt, and build wealth. And she has an investing book as well. And she's just launched her business book, the Side Hustle book. Anyone who wants to start a business, or even if you already have a business, go and read that book. Um, I get a lot of tips, you know, from Bola, but I'm like reading the book, you know, like page to page, highlighting yeah. things, making yeah, notes. I'm highlighting, I'm marking out. <laughs> and, and it's yeah. such an easy book to read. Yeah. yeah go yeah, ahead, Kimora. Yeah, I was saying that that book has helped me a lot. And I actually 
put my friends onto it. I put a few, I've mentioned it and suggested it to a friend. And she, she was like so glad that I did that. And another thing I would love to say is that your accountability program, I think that that was a very good decision I have made to mm-hmm. date because just to have that support it's very important, you know. I, I'm, a, I'm a person who likes to invest in myself. So I buy books. I buy a lot of books. <laughs> I love to read. I'm a, an, an avid reader. And I like to listen to podcasts. And that's my thing. An app that I always am on and using is YouTube. I love mm. YouTube. And another thing that I, but well, I use YouTube for the correct reason and that is to listen to clever girl finance and i would listen to podcasts on public cast box like your podcast that's where i find your your podcast on cast box and that kind of thing and yeah these these are the tools that i have been using and they have been really helping me and now it, sometimes i just get so inspired to you know zone in and focus this is what you want your why is financial freedom you know zero in on eliminating your debt ditching your debt creating wealth and you know just working towards your goals and that's what I do my love that's what I do and you are definitely slaying in your lane as we say in the UK you're definitely doing your you're doing your thing um, and Kimora is a very active member of the Boss of My Money Accountability Program. Like doors are closed at the moment. But if anybody who is thinking about joining, then you can join the wait list um, for that. But doors are closed at the moment. So you can't get in right now, I'm afraid. Um, but Kimora is a very active member. And yeah, you are definitely doing your thing. And This is the thing I always say to people, you know, it's great reading books. It's great watching videos on YouTube, listening to podcasts. But if you're not implementing and taking action, you will never see the results. You know, it's great, you know, getting personal development and paying for coaching. There are people that pay for courses and from the day they pay, they've never gone. They've never logged in or you know, they spent thousands or hundreds of pounds working with a coach and they've not implemented even one thing um, that the coach, you know, has shared with them. And you're very much the kind of person you take action and you implement, you take what you're learning and you put it to work because that's the only way that we're going to get results. You know, someone telling me, oh, yeah, 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 I know you should eat, you know, five vegetables a day. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, so how many vegetables did you eat today? And they're like, no, then you, you can't tell me anything. You're no, not ready. Exactly. exactly. So, You're right. So implementing is just as key as learning, guys. You have to implement, you have to put it to work. I always say that the results are in the actions. Start with the education, start with the knowledge. And then once you've got that, you know, really take action with it. So amazing. So I would um, love for you to share with us. Yeah. Actually, I'd love for you to share with us, you know, what financial decision are you most proud of and why? Okay. So (laughs) I love question because 
it carries me back to when I just started working. My mom would have have advised me to save at least $1,000 per month. And I took her advice and Mm. I did so. And in a matter of a couple of years, I was almost at $20,000, you know, and I am so proud of myself for doing that. And I said, listen, if I could have done that that back then, why, what is stopping me from achieving that and even more in this day and age, you know, I can do it. So that's one of the proudest moments I've had in my life. And I'm so glad that I take the advice of my mom so seriously because she doesn't give bad advice at all. She, because she cares and loves me so much, she gives me the best advice. And I, I, I love and appreciate her. So big up Paulette Ward. <laughs> that's my mom. Shout out to mom. <laughs> yeah. You know, when I started working with Kimora, because she she already had a lot of the practices, you know, and it was just more of just really encouraging you and just supporting you to kind of continue with that. Um, so for a lot of people, you have done it before. You've paid off one debt. You can pay off another. You can yeah. pay off all of your debts. You have saved money before. You can build your savings to six months. You can save for that holiday, that car. You know, you can save for your children's future. You can invest, you know, you can learn how to do it. And so it's not that you're incapable. You are very much capable. And it's about just tapping into that, tapping into your superpower that you already have, like it's already there. And even in my accountability group, like I say to the women, for me, it's more getting what's already inside of you and bringing that out. That's oh, kind of my yeah. goal because yeah. it's already inside of you. It's and it's been, yeah. Exactly. And it's just helping you to see that because sometimes other things cloud our vision and we're not able to see it. And so we're looking for external things. We think, oh, if I get a higher paying job, but then you get the job and you're still making the same bad money choices. And then yeah. you think, oh, if I have this, or if I have that, and it's always something in external. Oh, maybe, you know, if I was, if there was two income coming in, or maybe if I moved out, or if I lived in a different country, or, you know, but the power is within you. Those yes. external things, sometimes they play a role, but they don't always, you know, break, make or break what it is that you want to achieve. You get to decide and you get to determine. And so right. you have been able to tap into that power within. And yeah. with a few sort of tips, you've just ran with it. You know, you're doing your thing and just making it work for you. So well done. And yeah. as we, you know, you shared with us, one of your proudest moments has been, um, you know, in your 20s. If you could send your 21-year-old self a note, what would it say? Yeah, so basically I would say, dear Kimora, look before you leap and give more thoughts to your financial decisions, yeah? And I will also say, don't bite off more than you can chew, you know? Mm-hmm. And another thing I would say in the note is, give yourself some grace, my girl, because you are <laughs> going to make mistakes and loads of them too, but just just give yourself some grace, you know? So those mm-hmm. are some of the things that I would say in that note to my 21-year-old self, because... 
it's not an easy road, but sometimes in retrospect or sometimes in hindsight, you will say, yeah. I should have done this, I should have done that. But that's what I would tell myself. Yeah. Just give I yourself love that. grace. Yeah. More than you can look at your decisions more closely and you know, you know, just run with it. Just ask God for the guidance and mm-hmm. you'll be fine. Yeah. Amazing. I love that. Um, and I ask all of my podcast guests, I always ask that because I do have, you know, young people that listen to this podcast. And yeah. so some of them are not sure how to start their financial journey. Some of them are scared. Some of them, you know, they're hearing contradicting things on the outside world, telling them, hey, get credit card, you know, take out loans and don't worry, just live your best life. You know, you're young, yeah. you don't have to worry about and so they do listen. And I'm hoping that, you know, by people like yourselves who have experienced life, you're able to kind of um, be like, hey, you know, use this time now to give yourself grace to, yeah. you know, make mistakes. It's OK. You're going to make mistakes. The key is yeah. learning from them. Um, yeah. So thank you for, for sharing that. So what goals are you working on now? Um, would you mind sharing one or two goals that you're you know, trying to achieve over the next one one year? Okay, so basically I want to close my vehicular loan. That's at Mm -hmm. the top of my list. You know, I'm so close to doing that. And yeah, by the end of the year, I, I would be done with that, you know, and I'm so happy. And also I'm more or less looking to increase my savings and learn about investment so that I can start doing that because girls about her money and I need <laughs> to, you know, be, I, I just, I'm so in tune with being wealthy and nothing yeah. is wrong with being wealthy. You know, the Bible says it's the love of money, you know, yes. it's not the, the, this the love of money that actually makes the man, you know, you know the Bible verse. Nothing is wrong with having money, but it's the mm. love of you know, you're not yeah. supposed to be greedy. And that's where I think people go wrong. Where people go mm. wrong, they, they they are greedy, they want this, they want that, but nothing is wrong with saying, Hey, I want to be able to buy this shoe when I see it. I don't want to be living paycheck to check paycheck and that's yeah. what I'm about. That's one of my wise financial freedom, you know? Absolutely love that. Thank you for sharing those um, goals with us. And so just to kind of, you know, wrap up a little bit. Um, so how would you say that you're raising awareness around, you know, mental aware- awareness? What role are you playing in giving that like a bigger voice, which you already are? So you being here, sharing your story, um, and sharing your journey and what's worked for you is already raising awareness. What other things are you doing to raise awareness on this? Okay, so presently I am the service director for the Rotary Club of Montserrat. And oh. I we would have a mental health campaign for the whole of the whole of the rotary year. So we would have mental health tips being circulated on social media and that sort of thing. And I'm so glad that I'm a part of a group that has a voice and is so instrumental in getting the message across. 
And another thing that I would have done to raise awareness is that I was invited to speak on a local radio station, a radio program that was called, that is called Talking Health. And it was in recognition of the World Mental Health Day that you alluded to at the beginning of the podcast. And I more or less spoke on behalf of the other persons that are that have mental illnesses, you know, I was an advocate and I spoke out, you know, and I I was so proud of myself for doing that. You know, I tapped myself on the shoulder and a lot of persons in the community met me and they, they actually were extending their gratitude. They were grateful that I spoke out, you know, and they were applauding me. And I'm so thankful that I took that both steps. So those are just a few things that I have done to um, raise awareness. And another thing is like, like yourself, I was never the one to celebrate World Mental Health Day. I knew of it, but although I had this, this illness for about 17 years now, I never was the one to say, oh, it's coming up. I'm going to celebrate it. How I'm going to celebrate it. This year has been the first year I have really even focused on it. And you know, it's better late than never, but yeah, I'm just so glad that I'm being more aware and I can be like a voice in the community. And that's what I think I'm here to do, be a voice in the community and raise awareness because it's not, no stigma needs to be attached to it. Mental Mm. health, physical health, you know, you need to to maintain your mental health to to maintain your body you need to do certain things and have certain practices in place to have good mental health and that's the long and short of it yeah you are so right and um thank you for all that you do in this space thank you for being that voice for those who may find themselves voiceless and just sharing your story and I think our stories are so powerful um, and you just sharing your story and, you know, it does have a really big impact. So thank you for all that you do. And I know that you're going to continue to do amazing things, not just in that space, but also in your life and your financial goals. But before yeah. you go, Kimora, I want you to tell us about your book. Right. I want okay. to know. Well, I know already, but I want the audience to know um, how it came about. What made you decide? Because you're like an author. So what made you decide to, <laughs> to publish the book of poetry? I know. Yes. So that came about last year while I was in lockdown, while the whole island was in lockdown. And basically I was bored one night and I said, you know what? I'm just going to start putting some words, some my pen to paper and start writing some words. And I did so, and I composed a whole poem in a matter of minutes, about five minutes. And that poem uh, is so, you know, funny. I was like, I'm going to say this for my friend. And I did so. And she was like, yeah, that sounds really, really good. Now, I said it for another friend, and she was like, you know what, I think you should start a collection. You should do a collection. And I was like, a collection? I'm going to have to write like multiple poems for a collection. So what I did, I researched and 
according to my research, you need about 30 to 50 poems for a collection. So I'm like, there's no way I'm going to be doing 30 to 50 poems or whatever. So all in all, long story short, my thoughts just began to flow. And I actually wrote 34 poems between April and June of that year while we were in lockdown. Yeah. Wow. And I self-published with Amazon. Mm. I got another another author here on Montserrat to assist me. And she was so kind. She showed me the ropes. Aww. She showed me what to do. Her name is Joanna Richards. And yeah. because of that actual of that manifesting in my life, I am now an author, you know. And if I may, if I may, um Esther. Mm-hmm. I'm going to read one of my poems. And, of course, go for it. You know, I'm going to just read Extraordinary. Yeah, so I'm going to read Extraordinary. Be willing to be weird. Be willing to stand out. Be an extraordinaire. Be someone who people talk about. Not all of us are the same. All are called by a different name. Wouldn't it be just a shame when we give others the blame? When we blame them for us not achieving, believing, and receiving our greatest burning desires. What is required is that we persist until our desires cannot resist. Resist to fall right in our laps. We would be happy girls and chaps. You know, so that was one that was called Extraordinary. And I think I should have read COVID, COVID, something COVID related. So I'm just going to go. I'm just going to go and say very, very simply. So it's called COVID-19. COVID alert, COVID alert. Live life for what it's worth. People are dying. Families are crying. This virus is contagious. On a scale of one to 10, it's 10, very dangerous. Stay inside where you reside. Yes, it may be hard, but would you rather be mad? Would you rather risk your life or be one of the many who will survive? Walking this earth should not be taken for granted. We must unite, do what is right. Fight COVID because this is warranted. Yeah. So that's just two of my work, two pieces of my work. And it, it happened by fluke, you know. Look when at I was that. 10, I wrote a poem at school, and the teacher was like, No, you didn't do this by yourself. You didn't do this by yourself. You got some assistance. <laughs> and I was like, no, I did it by myself. And it was published in the school's book. And I was so proud of myself that year, you know, but I never thought thought of myself to become a poet or mm. become an author for that matter. But I'm so glad that I took the necessary steps and I am now an author. Look at that. And you should be so proud. And I love reading your poetry. And for me, it just really brings it home. That's what I love about it. It just really brings. And every time I read one, even if I've read it before, I just I almost res- get something new from it. You know, so I absolutely love it. And I am going to be gifting it to um, to people this year. 
um, as a Christmas gift as well. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for, I feel so blessed and honoured that you actually read from, you know, your own book on the podcast. Isn't that amazing, guys? Like the author read her own book on the podcast. So you got to hear it directly from Kimora herself. Um, and so Kimora, is there anything else that you would like to add? Is there any... Thing that you want our listeners to know or take away? Okay, so I like to say it to your audience because I'm sure a lot of females would relate to you and mm-hmm. of work they resonate with your work. And I'd like to say to these young ladies to just make wise decisions as it relates to everything in your life. You know, try and be a fearless woman and be brave and be courageous my grandma used to always say to me be of good courage you know and god rest her soul and i mean just be someone who looks at your finances and when you're doing your finances be have a a a touch of god's word with you in mind or have a touch of God's word in mind because like I said earlier he loves when we manage his resources well you know so just be someone who looks at your finances and as it relates to mental health awareness as we were speaking about this is what the podcast is really about because you are a person, you're an individual, yes, you're going to have your ups and downs. We're, we're all human. But just pray and ask God for guidance to make the right decisions. It's all about decision making, choosing the right stuff, you know. So that's what I would love to close off with. Make right decisions, make, make intelligent decisions. It's not going to happen all the time. And when it does, when you make an ill decision, just give yourself some grace, pick yourself back up and go again. There you go. And I just actually, I'm actually, I'm going to add your um, your book to the book club. I don't okay. know why I didn't think of it before. So I'll add it there because then it's just easier for people to find it. So um, I'll also, I'll also have the link in in the description um, notes on the podcast as well. And I'll also include Kimora's Instagram. If, if not even if, when you listen to this, I would love for you um, to send Kimora, you know, a DM and just let her know what resonated with you and just share her on her journey because she's doing so well. Um, So yeah, do that. Just reach out and just um, let her know what you loved about the podcast. and thank you so much thank you Kimora you're welcome Esther you're welcome great stuff so um we're going to bring it to a close and um yes I feel like this podcast you know it's when I listen to podcasts like this I have to listen to it a few times so if you have to listen to it a few times definitely feel free because we covered a lot we went in Um, full disclosure, you know, we held nothing back from you um, because for us, this is a safe space for women. And so we don't hold back from topics, you know, even if they're challenging topics. And this is why I I really pick, you know, the guests that come on the podcast. Um, and it's not even like I pick it. I feel like every every podcast guest that I've had, God has connected me with them in a special way. 
You know, it's not even been like I've gone like searching who's next. It's just been a natural connection. And so this was very much a natural, you know, connection. And I thank you for being here. Thank you for accepting the invitation. And I know that my audience are going to be so blessed by your story and all the great tips. So, guys, when I retire, like Kimora's taking over. I just let you know. (laughs) Just train me. I'll be your successor. (laughs) There you go. We have it. It's said, you know, it's said. Great stuff. So thank you so much for being here. And to all the listeners, thank you for listening to today's podcast. And I will catch you on the next episode. Thank you again for listening to Boss of My Money podcast with Esther. I hope you enjoyed listening to today's episode. And if you'd like me to answer any of your questions, you can include your name or it can be anonymous. Send them to me at esther at bossofmymoney.co.uk. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast. I would really appreciate it if you took the time to also rate and review this podcast as well as share it. Stop by at bossofmymoney.com for more details on how you can get started on your financial success journey. See you again on the next episode.